and welcome to another episode of Give Me Five. Yes, Give Me Five, the part of the the uh, the, the episode in the show, I should say, where I've got five questions for David Hoffman. He's got five questions for me. We do not know what they are, but golly, we will answer them honestly. Hoffman, how are you feeling today? How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty good. Nice, nice, man. Yeah. All right, David. I think I started last week, so I'll let you go first this week. Uh, actually, I think it was the other way around. You know, I just... I, I think. Okay, fair enough. Then I'll go first. I just always... I always want to give it to you. You know, I just want to make sure that you have the option to decline. I feel like that's what it is. All right. <laughs> okay. David, we watched Mank for this week's movie. Of course, it centers around the screenwriter for Citizen Kane. And I am talking to you, a recent college grad in acting. So I think it's only appropriate to ask you what you feel like the top three screenplays of all time are. Some suggestions could be Casablanca. The Godfather one or two, perhaps Pulp Fiction, just to get you started. What 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 are you feeling? Oh yeah, the mm, the Godfather definitely has to be considered. Hold on, let me just. I'm gonna open up my letterbox okay. so that I can actually have a for, look. For those who are unaware, my- David Hoffman has an entire inventory, an entire list. Of all the films he's ever watched, and in a, a correlating grade or rating with them. Yeah, like I, I, so every movie I watch, I rate and I log it on Letterboxd. Some of you may may already know what that is. Um, you can review things as well. I've never bothered to write a review. Anyway, I'm just looking at my top rated uh, movies. Um, Citizen Kane is up is 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 up there. It's got to be you know considered one of the best screenplays. Right. So it's definitely on on that list. Uh, like you said, The Godfather, uh, Ex Machina is an indie film that, uh, yes. that won Best Special Effects at the Oscars, beating out like a bunch of big blockbusters. Um, that that had a pretty good screenplay as well. I think, it in did. my opinion, it did. I may not be. I'm sure there might be some film snobs sort of listening in on this and, and going, <laughs> oh, "What an idiot!" Um, no, I thought that was a great screenplay. I recent, ooh, I recently watched *Scent of a Woman* ooh, with uh, uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, ooh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> let me see. Okay. Uh, oh, 12 Angry Men*. Twelve uh, Angry yes. Men* is a yes. great screenplay. Uh, the Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's adapted, obviously. All right. But, so, so uh, you're. But, but what's in? What has to okay, be? Okay, I'm your just top three? sorry. Okay, okay. Top. Th- okay, I'm also seeing Zodiac, Silence of the Lambs. Okay, top three probably Citizen Kane. Um. Ooh. Ah. Mm, ah. Maybe uh, <laughs> Scent of a Woman. <laughs> just because you're doing that. All right. Citizen Kane, Scent of a Woman, uh, and. Uh, oh, Zodiac. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tentatively, unofficially name those three. All right, we won't hold you to it, but we will remember. All right, your turn. Okay, so I, I recently watched Wind River, starring Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen, um, and I really enjoyed it. I would highly recommend the film. Um, anyway, Renner's character finds a dead body in the mountains of Wyoming. And it made me realize that I had, in my memory, never actually seen a dead body, um, which I thought was strange at, at, at my age. I thought maybe most people my age might have at least seen a dead body in their life uh, without any extraneous, depressing, or or disturbing detail. Have you, Philip, ever seen a dead body? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. So one, I've seen um, uh, a dog get run over. 
Uh, so there's that. Mm. I don't know if you meant like human. So if you did, I've been to an open casket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've been to an open casket before. Um, which again, that's probably the best side of anybody. And it just, oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Honestly, I, I, I think I'll go to every aspect of a of a person's funeral procession if I care about the person and I, I want to pay my respects. Except their actual funeral if they have an open casket. That's just that's not going to be how yeah. I go out. And I certainly, I, I really yeah, it's kind of a kind of a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I, I had um, family friends. I you know I didn't attend the funeral myself, but they did um, a wake where where the they were in their culture. It was like you keep the body in the house overnight or uh, something. Oh, oh, um, which 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 just that like to me is a little uh i mean total respect to everyone's um separate cultures but that to me was very like Ooh. um but yeah that's uh, that is that is interesting all right david ben affleck recently revealed that there was a very personal reason why he accepted the role of batman he took on the role of the dark knight for his kids quote i wanted to do something my son would dig i mean my kids didn't see argo um, I'd imagine the multi-million dollar contract didn't hurt, but I digress, David. I've got a short list of people, and I want you, David, to tell me what role in a full-length feature film would you accept for the sole purpose of the following person's enjoyment, or what role you would see yourself having to channel that person's being in order to play the role. So, ideally, you're just, you know that it'll be inspired by them, like maybe you have a person who really loves Star Wars, or I don't know, whatever you would just... Okay. Find uh, that they would truly enjoy in their honor, or perhaps something uh, a, a a role that you would know that you'd have to channel the essence of that person of this person that I'm about to list uh, in order to play. Okay. Okay. All right. First off, your dad. What role would you have to do to appease your dad, or mm. you would channel your dad for? <laughs> Um, it, no, it would, like, that's an easy one. It would have to be s- something to do with World War II. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of one of those cliches. Yeah, my dad is, is, is obsessed with, with, he's always watching World War II documentaries and, and, uh, stuff like that. Um, and he, he loves movies about World War II, except, like, I remember I, um, I watched, Dunkirk with my mom in the theaters and we both cried because because it was it had um, personal significance for us Dunkirk uh-huh. the event itself and my dad didn't like it because it didn't it didn't have it didn't include the greater context of what Dunkirk you know meant in like for the war itself the war effort and why it like was significant and we were like that's not the point of the movie <laughs> how can you not enjoy the movie the movie's about the people on the ground you know like the so i would have to be playing like i'd have to be playing like um like i don't know like a, a really high up nazi or someone in in churchill's cabinet like i don't know like a, a significant political figure in that time period okay let's crank them out here to get it go a little faster your mom Okay, my mom, um, oh, I don't know, something really, uh, something really, like, dramatic, I think, or, or, or an action movie, I'll take it back, an action movie, I think that would impress my mom most. Okay, your most recent ex. Oh, uh, oh, a, 
a detective, 100%. She, she said if she wasn't a dancer, she would have been a detective. Oh, yeah, all detective right. movie. Your favorite actor. What role would you take My, oh, to impress your um, favorite actor? I, I, okay, I would want, maybe I'd want to be acting opposite mm-hmm. um, him slash her. Maybe I think I've got multiple in mind right now, and and I would if I could cry on cue in front of my favorite actor or slash actress, um, or one of my favorites, that would be a dream come true. All right, and then finally, me. What role would you take to impress me? <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> a a. a a remake of Rogue One. Oh God! <laughs> you would force it to, to I would force take me a to leading watch. Role yeah. in a remake. No, yeah. I don't know. Something, Rogue two. something, something Star Wars or Pirates of the Caribbean related. Pirates of the Caribbean, I would actually quite enjoy. Just, just for our specific purposes. Yeah, no, I'm not a big, Star- right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a big Pirates of the Caribbean fanatic, but it just, yeah. All right, go ahead, David. But it has personal significance. Yes, it for does. Us. Okay. All right, we had our first snowfall here in the Netherlands ah. uh, f- for almost two years. Wow. Uh, so it hasn't snowed in almost two years here. So it didn't snow at all last winter, which is quite a long time and is simply further evidence that the climate is changing and the global situation grows more dire by the day. NASA have recently announced that 2020 was the hottest year on record. What is something that you think you should be doing to help that you haven't done or haven't began begun doing yet. You know, probably my biggest uh, you know, thing that I do that just would would probably make you shudder is that I mm. I eat off of paper plates whenever whenever possible. I just I cannot. You know, I've seen it and it does make me shudder. I yes yes I I uh, <laughs> I do it. I I just I hate. Well, for one, I hate clutter, and I find that people that that wash their dishes, which is, I mean, obviously, duh, that we're we're in a first world, so I mean, let's let's go. But but of course, people that do that, they tend to leave stuff in this dishwasher, and it kind of just, uh, I just, I there's something about it that I just love the cleanliness of like use it, use it for its purpose, and then it's done. But it it's not like you know, I don't know, it's not a bigger investment. So. I guess in the spirit of your question, it would be to use and reuse plates, not paper, but use uh, regular plates for longer purposes, for longer lifetimes. So, Mm -hmm. David, the FBI has been busy arresting suspects that have ties to the recent riots at the Capitol. And if there's any humor to be found in the situation... It's with these special, special suspects. Take a recently arrested woman, Jennifer L. Ryan, who flew to the Capitol riot on a private plane. In a now deleted Facebook, oh. Facebook video, prosecutors say Ryan is heard saying, quote, We are going to effing go in here. Life or death, it doesn't matter. Uh, just before entering the building, she adds, quote, Y'all know who to hire for your realtor. Jenna Ryan for your realtor. End quote. In the interest of trying to find the light in one of the darkest events America has ever seen, I ask you, David, since you're an actor, what is one historical event you wish your headshot could be associated with in order to garner the most free advertising for you and your brand? Um, you know, you know, I I think I'm going to say Woodstock because I think Woodstock is coming back. 
like we've definitely we're getting more and more hippie by the day <laughs> and so yeah i think if if like if i if my headshot could be associated with like that iconic period yeah like uh, the woodstock yeah, period you're like, you're behind yeah. the peace symbol <laughs> right and and if so and then when woodstock you know is coming back now then my face would be right there you know yeah so, absolutely okay yeah that would be that would be great fantastic your turn david all right so i'm gonna circle back around to snow um you know nothing pretty John simple Smith. question <laughs> pretty simple question uh snowball fight or snowman uh, well, again, keep in mind I'm from Arizona and moved to LA. So snow has been limited in my experience. I have, I have family in New Mexico, so I've, I've done, I've seen snow. I've, I've tasted it, not yellow snow, just regular snow. Um, but actually not enough to where it's been that, good, that good. I've lived in New York for, for a small time being and, uh, snow was being in New York. It just, again, it's not enough to really make, uh, when you're in the city, it's not enough to really make anything. So probably yeah, well, they just, they, they bulldoze it all away. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I probably, you know what? I probably go with a snowman just because I, with gloves, it's, it's not as easy to get fully compact and I don't like having wet gloves. So if I'm going to at least go through the trouble of doing something, I'd like to at least make it like a full snowman. And I haven't, I have yet to make a snowman myself personally. Hmm. All right. Okay. David, I just read a recently published article on a lucky fella who purchased a helmet that really there's no other way to describe it. It looks like a slightly less bulky astronaut helmet. Of course, it's only the most recent way to go mm. through the pandemic for those who find utter disdain in wearing a mask but wanting to still showcase their full range of emotions. I just retweeted this article, but the helmet is currently at sale for a whopping $299. David... I know you share my sentiment to wear a mask for the protection of yourself and those around you, but at what price point mm -hmm. would this helmet have to be for you to actually buy it and use it? Or is it so bad that you actually would require to be paid in order to use it? And finally, who on earth would possibly use this? <laughs> I, I might I might pay like, I don't know, like keep 30 to ha to own something like that. Well, you, you know what? It's just it would just be clutter. So yeah, keep in mind, probably. David. We're talking like any any time you see people go down into yeah. the depths of the ocean or into space. Those those helmets. It's pretty much that. It's not. I've seen some more sleeker designs where it's like it kind of just covers around the face. But this one has the full. It has the full dome. It 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 rests on your yeah, head. It gets stuffy stuffy in there, yeah. especially if you're living in like a hot place. Mm. Um, no, I don't think. I think you you might have to pay me to actually wear that thing out. Fair enough. Um, and who on earth would I, possibly use this? I would take it this. for free, maybe. Yeah. Um, hypochondriacs, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, and what a limited lifespan yeah. that it's going to have, too. It's just uh, I I can't imagine. It's also going to get like really manky on the inside. That was hey, way to bring the movie back. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there you go. All right, go ahead, David. <laughs> All right. Okay, so there was a recent scandal that came out about the Dutch government essentially costing many citizens uh, a lot of money through, I don't know, through like child benefits that they claimed were mis... that they were saying were misclaimed or something. And, and anyway, but they weren't. And so people lost money. And and virtually the... the pretty much, I think, the entire cabinet... Um, for the government has resigned now, so um, including the the um, the prime minister, um, 
That, coupled with the pandemic and the insurgency in the U.S., uh, it really makes one think about the apocalypse, right? Yeah. What would be your basic strategy in the apocalypse, and how long do you think you would last? Uh, you know what? It, I, I wouldn't age well, because I don't have a lot of survival skills. I think mm. I'd, I'd age the initial absorption, but once you get to the point where you need to start farming, you need to start um, creating your own source of energy... Um, because uh, there is only a certain lifespan for how long the internet would actually function without anybody there to tend to it. Um, and various servers would shut down after a while. So if I don't have the ability or capability to look up how to do stuff, I wouldn't fare well in the long run. But I I mean, also no power, no internet, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So I, I feel like I'd be fine to a point. I, I, I think what I'd do is I'd find somewhere to hole up. I'd grab a couple guns, and I'd hole up somewhere just for a, for a while. Then once once it kind of all died down, I'd maneuver my way to a Costco. I realized that a Costco would already be raided in this point, if not if there wasn't a nuclear blow-up situation. And I'd move into the Costco and manufacture the warehouse, since it's one of the more fortified places in the world, actually. And I would go there or maybe Mm. even a a Walmart once it's been completely ransacked and nobody has any use for it. I'd probably just try to manufacture my way and make that into a livable situation in one of those. But again, I wouldn't last that much longer after the initial boom of whatever it is that happens. Uh, Okay, David, uh, my last one. The New York Times had a recent article about how one unique fallout to the pandemic in regards to jobs and widespread devastation felt across the board uh, was that there were a lot of specific female sector uh, jobs being un- becoming unemployed. And with that being the case, some have turned to OnlyFans to make money. Of course, OnlyFans is a renowned yeah. platform for selling explicit photos, and it uh, the business is booming. But competition on the site means earnings are far from guaranteed. Guaranteed, excuse me. Uh, it brings me to ask you, David, you are lucky, lucky enough to be living with family in this current financial climate, as am I. But if times were to take a turn for the worse, would you ever consider making an OnlyFans? And how much would it cost any of our listeners now or in the future for a photo, <laughs> signed or otherwise, of the Hoffman uh, heat-seeking moisture missile right now, baby? How much would it cost him? Uh, oh, I'd have to, I'd have to really, really put the price up there. Exclusivity yeah, is yeah. my, is my. Uh, it's, it's your game. Oh calling God. card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think, I don't think I would do that. Um, it's just you know so, like especially so fans is never an the actor cards. that's it's kind of a cliche about a no it's kind of a cliche about about a um, like a failed actor that it ends up you know doing doing pornography so I don't I don't think I'd ever want to give anyone the satisfaction of 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 me doing that and so no and also like God that stuff just stays you know stays stays around like once it's on the internet it's there forever so they say. Um, so no, no, but if I was forced to, I would, I would put the price point quite high, I think. All right. And, uh, so how much, so in, in all in all, how much would it cost you? How much would it cost you for one photo, one photo of the, of the, the simple statue? Mm. Uh, one photo... 
maybe autographed, you know, to really make <laughs> I it I don't worth know. It. I've, you know, I, I, I'm not making it up when I say I've never been on OnlyFans, so I've got no idea what the price points actually are. Well, for you, for but, you. I mean, even if you go to Cameo for, or something and know, you get a personal like, message and it's not explicit. One photo, maybe like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go high, I think high and say $500. Okay. Hey. Hey, if you, if you know, if, yeah, if the tree trunk is worth the trill, you know, get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. There we go. All right. Your I last believe, question, Aaron uh, Hoffman. Okay. So here we go. This week's film review, as you've said, was for Mank, an Oscar hopeful. That movie is about the writing of Citizen Kane, a film that many consider to be one of the greatest ever. But that did not win Best Picture, unfortunately. Uh, One can look at the history of Best Picture winners and see it as a list of some of the greatest films ever, but many hold the American Film Institute's Top 100 as a much more prestigious list of films. So, what I'm going to do, Phil, is I'm going to name films, and you tell me which list they feature on, or if it's both lists. Oh, okay. Sounds good. So, is it a Best Picture winner... Is it on the AFI Top 100, the American Film Institute's Top 100, or is it on both? Uh, You ready? I'm ready. Let's give it a go. You will have seven opportunities this week. It's going to be a big old seven instead of five. The first one is The Godfather Part 1, 1972. Hmm. I'd say Godfather Part 1 is... It's an Oscar winner, and it's on, it's on, it's on both. Oh, so both of these are in the same. Both. On both of these, both of the movies that you gave me. So, I only gave you one. Oh, in 19, well, wait, didn't you say Godfather? The Godfather, the Godfather Part 1, made in 1972. That's, 1972, that's okay, I thought you said 1917. That's what's, what threw me up. Okay, no, yes, I, no. I think it was on both lists. Both lists. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Correct answer. It was on both lists indeed. Okay, next up, we have A Streetcar Named Desire, 1951. Ooh. So, is A Streetcar Named Desire has to be on the top 100 list, but I don't think it was ever an Academy Award winner. For Best Picture, at least. Okay, yes, correct again. So you're two for two. Nice. Uh, it, yeah, it made the AFI Top 100, but it did not win Best Picture. Okay. All right, number three, Dustin Hoffman coming at you in The Graduate, 1967. Hmm. Which list, or was it both? Which list? The Graduate? I don't... Ooh. I'm pretty sure it... I'm pretty sure it's... It's both. I'm going to go with both on that one. Mm, that's that's your first miss, mm. Phil. Uh, that it, it was on the AFI Top 100, yeah. but it did not win Best Picture. I figured it was on the Top 100. Right. It was just more of a, did it win an Oscar? Man, tough. All right, continue. You're, you're, you're two for three. You, you only need two, two more of the next four. So Gandhi... Number four is Gandhi, oh, 1982. It's on the list, man. I want to watch it, but I, I've... I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's just the top 100. Just the top 100. 
Oh, you're you're just all kinds of wrong. It was it was a best picture winner, mm. but it is not on the top 100. Dang it! Just out of curiosity, up until Gandhi, had you seen all three of the other movies? Uh, Godfather Part One, yes. Um, Graduate, Street yes. Streetcar Named Desire. Streetcar, Streetcar Named Desire. I think I've seen both halves, but not together. Um, but I've. Mm. I've never seen it. Yeah, I think I have. I think I have seen it. I just, I don't, I saw it when I was young, like high school theater class, so I saw then like three mm. parts. How great something. is The Graduate, though? Man, it's, uh... Well, I love The Graduate. Do you? Well, I, we'll have to talk about it sometime. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, you're two for four. Um, okay, number five is Singing in the Rain, 1952. All right, this one definitely didn't... Oh, man, now I... I was so confident that it wasn't going to win an Oscar. I don't think it did. I don't think that it's ever been like a musical for a Best Picture. I'm going to say it was nominated for a Best Picture, but there's no way that that freaking movie won. We're going to go with Top 100, and I think it's like around 100. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, you're back You're back in the game. So, the, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is on the Top 100. There. I mean, there have been movies that won Best Picture. I mean... As a uh, musical? Sorry, musicals. Um... Uh, Sound of Music? Sound of Music didn't win. It, I'm pretty sure it did. Oh, Sound of Music. Um, I'll have to look it up. No, not the not the appearance of yes, music. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So you are three for five. So, um, yeah, you got, just get one more right and you're, you're, uh, you're going home with a win. All right, number six is Dances with Wolves, 1990. Wow, the funny thing about these all is that I just feel like they need to be on the top 100. So it's it's just a matter of did it win both. Um, by the way, Sound of Music did win Best Picture uh, in 1966. Um, there you go. I stand, I sit corrected, I should say. Man, Dances mm. with Wolves. I know it won Best Picture, so I'm going to go that. Okay. And you know, you have it, and now that I say it, I feel like it should be on the top 100. But you know what? It is It is a little bit of a trek. I'm going to say that it wasn't the top 100. There's a bit of a pacing problem in there. I'm going to say it's just an Academy Award winner. And you're correct, and you're going Bam, home with a win. You have, one, you have one more um, to, to make it just a resounding win. We love to resound. Number seven, The Silence of the Lambs, one of my favorites. Um was shortlisted for one of the best screenplays in, in your in your earlier question. Mm-hmm. Um, the Silence of the Lambs, 1991. I'm going to go that you went back to back. Ooh. No, 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 no. Wait, that has to be in the top 100. I'm going to say both. You ended on a both, you sly dog. Yes, Woo! I did. I did. I had to. I had to. Yep, Silence of the Lambs. It, it, is, uh, it is definitely up there. Um, deserved of its of its place on the top 100. You know, I really think that I'm pretty sure the latest, the the most recent update of this of the top 100 was in like 2007. Yeah. So they AFI really need to get get on there and um, and update their top 100 because well, there've been some great movies. Well, I'm pretty sure that the update from 2007 to the last update was the inception of the list from my understanding. Right. Yeah. I think it was like 1990 and then 2007 or something like that. Yeah. So uh, you, you so, can say get on it, but they probably got about 50 more years before they, uh, before they uncork that bottle of wine and say, let's get it in there. Um, well, okay. If it was 17 years from 1990 to 2007, then we've only got 
three more years to go. Three or four, three more years to go. So. All right. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe anyway. you're onto something there. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. You, yes, you, the listener. We do like to talk to you as if you're a real person because you are, and you're listening to us with both of those ear earbuds in. Maybe. Well, you know what? Just just keep them both in. You know, don't take the other one out. We'll we'll keep talking to you in earlier episodes. In later episodes, if you're coming up and you're binging your way to where we are currently in this time and day, we thank you for your service. We thank you for your patronage to this wonderful podcast for David Hoffman. You guys know where to find me on Instagram at David Hoffman underscore actor. Double the F, double the N in Hoffman. Yeah, we love to double that double, double, double. You know, for those of you who have not been blessed with In-N-Out, just the double, double is the best thing in burger, the burger kingdom of all time. Oh, God bless it. I'm Philip Amarin. Thank you so much for listening to this and all the Chopped Greens episodes. We thank you so much. Uh, adios.